are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And as a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on whatever streaming service that you utilize. Five days a week, all Cardinals, all the time. Got a good amount of stuff to talk about on this Wednesday edition of the show. The Louisville Cardinals will look to extend their winning streak on the road this Saturday at 1230 as they take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I'm going to tell you why this year's team is not much different from the team that Louisville beat last season. We'll transition into why I believe Louisville will cover the spread in this game. And then we'll take a step back in a general sense and we will reassess the win predictions for the remainder of the season. So before we get into the content of the show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst, and also do some PA announcing work for the university in sports like baseball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow my Twitter page at dpence underscore, and the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. Let's get right on into it. Wake Forest comes into this matchup against Louisville 4-0 on the year, debuting this week in the AP Top 25, coming in at number 24, looking to defend their home turf in this ACC matchup. I'm going to tell you why this year's team isn't that much different from the team that went 4-5 just a season ago, a team that Louisville beat 45-21 in the season finale. Well, it was for the Cards, but not necessarily for the Demon Deacons. But we're going to look at this two ways. We're going to look at it statistically, and we're going to look at it through context to really assess the situation. Statistically speaking, there are a lot of similarities between the two respective squads from 2020 and 2021. Um, offensively speaking, they actually averaged more passing yards last year, just about 40 more passing yards, 281 to 242 respectively per game. Rushing-wise this season, just about 25 to 26 more. So offensively speaking, they're you know kind of on par with what, what they were doing last season. Defensively is where we kind of see the big break. They're allowing just about 14 less passing yards per contest. The big difference is the 119 rushing yards that they're allowing compared to 183.3 last season. So in terms of what they're doing from a you know yardage standpoint, there's not a lot of dissonance from last year outside of that rushing defense. And I'm going to tell you here in just a second why that statistic in particular is misleading. When you look at the points per game totals, 19 in the country last season, averaging 36 points per game, but it was on the defensive side of the ball where they struggled. 91st in the country, giving up an average of 32.8 points per game. When you look at this season, very similar statistics, 23rd in the country with 38.8 points per game on offense, and then like I mentioned with the rushing yards, here's another glaring statistical jump, 10th in the country, allowing 14.2 points per game to their opponents. However, one thing that I'm going to keep coming back to is that 112th strength of schedule ranking that really shows me that this team isn't that much different from last season. Now, I'm going to talk about this in the second segment. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying here or misinterpret. I'm not saying that this team has not improved. I'm not saying that this is a better team 
from you know some 10 months ago that Louisville played and demolished in the final regular season game. I am saying, however, that this is a team that is being revered by some Louisville fans as, you know, an automatic loss. And it's absolutely appalling to me because I feel like as a fan base, what we're doing is we're looking at that 4-0 record and that number 24 ranking. And we're assuming that Wake Forest is going to come out and beat the brakes off Louisville. Now, here's the thing. I think that this is going to be a challenging game for Louisville. I don't want to get too much into this in the first segment. So um, we'll talk about that in the second segment. I'm just here to point out the similarities between the two teams for a team that just didn't necessarily look all that good last year, but they had their moments. There's a ton of similarities beginning right now with the strength of schedule. 57th last season, had four wins on the year against Campbell. Virginia and Virginia Tech were pretty solid wins, and they also had you know, a win against Syracuse, which it seemed like um, if you didn't beat Syracuse last year, then there was definitely a problem. One thing that the team does extremely well, 16-3 turnover margin, Two of those three turnovers lost came against Louisville in that game last November. This season, it's more of the same. They're 11 to 4 in the turnover margin, tied for fourth in the country. So it's no secret that the Demon Deacons take care of the ball really well. They cause turnovers at a very you know, modest and respectable rate. But in terms of the schedule, and that's where I really want to focus on right now when you have to dive into the four wins that Wake Forest has at the moment. The first win came against Old Dominion. Old Dominion's 1-3. and They're ranked, I think, 99th out of 130 teams in the RPI. Um, The second win came against Norfolk State, an FCS opponent. And then the final two most recent wins came against two ACC opponents. Number one came to Florida State, who is now 0-4. It was a 21-point victory. So like I mentioned, I mean, I'm not saying that Wake Forest is going to be a pushover for Louisville because it's obvious that it is going to be a battle. Louisville will have to take care of business. Um, but Florida State, a 21-point victory. I mean, the Cards led this game 31-7 to at one point, and um, if it, it seemed as if um, all hell broke loose in that second half and things really um, you know, flipped on its head. But that is definitely a game to where I'm not necessarily so sure it was a fluke that the Cards went up 31-7 to because it is something that we had seen from the Cards in that first half, you know, over and over, you know, against Central Florida uh, at some points in 2020 and a lot in 2019. So I'm not necessarily saying that the Cards played the best half of their lives. It was a very solid half, but Florida State is a bad team. There's no way around it. And Virginia, the other team that they beat 37-17 to this past week, they're 2-2 two and two on the year. Um, and if there's any indication on how bad that Virginia defense is, they lost by 20 to North Carolina in an effort that gave up 59 points to the Tar Heels in that matchup. So Virginia is not the team from last year either. So I think we have to take this record for what it is. It's obvious that the Demon Deacons have taken care of business so far, and I'm not knocking them for doing so. And they are a solid team. We're going to talk you know, over the next couple days about why the Demon Deacons are going to be you know, a threat to the Cardinals in this game and why Louisville will have to do you know, what we're going to talk about here in the next couple of days to make sure that they get out of Winston-Salem with a win. But what we can't allow ourselves to do is we can't look at this 4-0 record. We can't look at this premature number 24 ranking and automatically assume that this is going to be a you know loss chalked up in the L column 
for Louisville. And just because there are a ton of statistical similarities, um, I think that you know the 119 rushing yards per game allowed, um, just over 14 points per game allowed as well, which are very solid throughout the first couple weeks. You have to realize, you know, the strength of schedule is in the bottom third of the country thus far. You played an Old Dominion team that is one and three. Norfolk State isn't even in the FBS, and you played arguably, you know, the worst team in the ACC right now in Florida State and one of the teams that has been struggling in Virginia. So the point of this whole segment really isn't to discredit what Wake Forest has done. It's more so directed at the Louisville fan base and just trying to give a realistic approach to what to expect from the Demon Deacons. Um, I'm not saying that this is a team that Louisville is going to beat by three touchdowns again. I don't see that happening whatsoever, especially not on the road. But this is not going to be a team that realistically should come in and beat Louisville by two-plus touchdowns. It's not. It might happen, as anything can happen. But at the end of the day, this is a team that is very similar to the team last season that showed some bright spots, but ultimately the personnel are very similar Um, And contextually, you have to look at the strength of schedule and accept the record and ranking with the grain of salt. Let's now transition into why Louisville is going to cover the spread against Wake Forest, which right now is is kind of floating between 6.5 to 7 points. But before we do that, there's no better way to be able to track that than bet online. Obviously, we're back and we're better than ever. As always, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. BetOnline is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And as always, Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. All right, so this past weekend, Louisville opened up initially as a seven point underdog in the matchup against Wake Forest. Uh, upcoming on Saturday, but it's kind of hovered between the six and a half to seven point range right now. So we're going to base this segment just strictly off that. I know that, you know, these odds fluctuate, lines fluctuate as well. So, um, you know, we're just going to focus on the six and a half to seven point spread. I think that Louisville is going to cover this spread. Um, whether they end up winning the game or not, that is yet to be seen. But ultimately, this isn't a game that I think Louisville loses by more than six points. If they do lose, I think you can really take away a lot of the things that were mentioned in the last segment and incorporate them into this rationale and reasoning. Just considering the fact that once you get past this preconceived notion about how much better and superior Wake Forest is in Louisville, you really start to realistically dive into some expectations and analyze what the chances are for Louisville to win this game. Let's call a spade a spade here. It is going to be a tough game regardless of who the competition is. Getting a win on the road in the conference is tough to do. You know, as simple as that. And I, like I mentioned, I did not want 
last segment to be taken as Wake Forest isn't good. Louisville's going to win by 10 plus points again. That's not what I'm saying. And in fact, that couldn't be any further from the truth. You know, Wake Forest is going to be a quality opponent. They're very well coached. They play hard on both sides of the ball. There's a ton of effort there. Uh, Dave Clawson is one of the better coaches in the ACC. Defensively, they are improved from last year's contest and especially showing in the rushing yards allow column and they're not allowing a ton of points through the first four weeks Uh, but I do think that this is a Louisville team that matches up well with Wake Forest on the offensive and defensive spectrum I mean you know Cardinal offense Wake Forest defense considering that Louisville hasn't really relied too much upon the rushing attack to win football games this season Um, you go through Eastern Kentucky it took you know a half to get that going Central Florida, it didn't necessarily seem like the Cardinals were ever able to establish um, a presence in the running game. Early on against Florida State, it, it had the makings of being able to you know, allow Jalen Mitchell to run free and Maurice Berkeley as well, but uh, Florida State was able to tune up. So simply put, if Louisville is going to win this game, and we're going to talk about this more as the week progresses, Malik Cunningham will have to continue to be the Superman that he has been in the past two weeks. And um, I think that that, that that shouldn't necessarily come as a surprise, whether that be throwing the ball, whether that be, you know, tucking it and running. It's going to be it's going to be almost business as usual, unfortunately, for the Louisville offense. You would much rather like to see the overall attack become balanced and the rushing game start to be able to find its groove considering that this is supposed to be an offense that is dominated and um, very influenced by the run but at the end of the day with the slew of different receivers that you have that you can utilize and all of their outstanding and versatile skill sets I think it's going to be very tough for this Wake Forest defense to limit what the cards can do in the passing game, just considering the fact that this is a defense that isn't much better at defending the pass as it was last season. Louisville in that matchup had 351 total yards of offense, which is the third most that the Demon Deacons allowed last season. And as misleading as I think that it can be to try to compare last year's matchup to this one in terms of uh, you know outcome and what happened, I think you can still take some key notable tidbits away from that game and the fact that you know you still have Malik Cunningham. You have, you know, a good amount of the wide receivers because if you think about it, Tutu Atwell didn't play in that game against Wake Forest. Dez Fitzpatrick did, but no Javian Hawkins. So um, you know, outside of Dez, you know, a lot of these players played in that game last season. So I think overall the Louisville offense is going to give Wake Forest defense all they can handle. It will be the Demon Deacons biggest test up to date. Switching over on the other side of things, the Wake Forest offense is the staple of the team. Without a doubt, Sam Hartman is back. 74 for 112 on the year, 961 yards, 9 touchdowns to 1 interception. Um, it's no secret that this Wake Forest offense is really built around the big play. Jeremy Wallman, the Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder, mentioned on his weekly appearance, and, you know, he went back and he watched every single Wake Forest game from this year. And it was evident to him, and I actually went back and watched the the two games against Florida State, against Virginia, and it was clear to me as well. And that's the fact that Hartman is a guy that likes to go deep, is averaging just under 9 yards per attempt. 
when you talk about going down the field, Wake Forest has no hesitancy to air the ball out. Where they struggle is really, you know, within the 15-yard range that Jeremy was pointing out. When you force Hartman to throw him between the hashes or throw out in the flat, that's where he's more susceptible to being turnover prone or just, you know, as simple as being less accurate. You know, this Wake Forest team since 2019, and we saw it in that 2019 uh, shootout down in Winston-Salem, that this program's offense is built around the possibility of big-time plays, big yardage plays, um, and that's where I think that the Louisville defense has been actually pretty solid at, and that's not allowing the big plays. They've um, you know given up a couple of them, whether it be due to missed tackle or um, due to some miscommunication on the back end of the defense, like in that Central Florida opening drive a couple weeks ago. Overall, this hasn't been a team that gives up a lot of deep passes. In fact, it, you know, what they do is they pretty much tell you know opposing offense, hey, you're going to have to you know get six, seven, eight yards per pass if you want to move down the field, and they make offenses work for it. Um, as long as the Louisville doesn't use that prevent defense that has uh, not been successful, for lack of better terms, uh, throughout this season, I think that the Cards are going to you know make things interesting for the Demon Deacon offense. Uh, in the rushing attack is where I think that the Cardinals will have to tune up well. Didn't necessarily look good against Florida State um, on the ground. Now, however, that one rush for 75 yards for, um, I believe, uh, Jay Sean Corbin against the Seminoles kind of skewed a lot of those rushing numbers for Florida State. But at the end of the day, they struggled to stop the run. Christian Beal is back with Wake Forest, 55 carries for 276 yards. He is averaging five yards per carry, four touchdowns. It's a very balanced attack. Christian Turner, Justice Ellenson, etc. So the cards will obviously have to be able to limit the run, but in terms of both identities, something's got to give. Wake Forest is going to test Louisville deep. I am confident in the secondary and guys like Keetro Clark, which is a top three cornerback in the ACC. Greedy Vance is coming into his own. Chandler Jones is a big-time veteran. And then you have the grad transfer safeties, Quinterio Cole and Kendrick Duncan Jr. I'm not necessarily worried about the deep plates, more so the missed tackles. But I, Louisville is going to cover the spread against Wake Forest, whether that be outright winning or losing by less than 6.5 to 7 points. Because I think Louisville's strengths match up well with Wake Forest's strengths. And if you know the momentum can continue from the previous two weeks, then I think it should be a successful outing for Louisville. So let's take a step back. Let's look at things from a general perspective and kind of reassess the win total predictions now that we are a quarter of the way through the season. Before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. This week only, there's a limited time flavor, the cookie dough chunk. I've yet to try it, but I'm very excited. But if you talk to a Built Bar fan like myself, we are definitely passionate about our favorites. My new favorite is salted caramel, but there are eight other original delicious flavors to choose from. If you haven't tried all the flavors or you simply don't know where to get started, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine 
Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy as well. Most of the flavors have anywhere from 17 to 18 grams of protein, only about 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So it's evident that not only are Built Bar flavors tasty, but they're healthy as well. So do yourself a favor. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So we're taking an overall approach and reassessing where Louisville is at 25% of the way through the season and kind of adjusting the win total predictions if we need to. Uh, looking back to my win total predictions from the offseason and the beginning of the Lockdown Louisville podcast, um, it's kind of on par with what has actually happened. If you remember, um, or if you've just joined, um, I'll give you a refresher. I predicted that the cards would go 2-2 two and two in the non-conference slate. As of right now, they are 2-1 and one with wins over Central Florida and Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky is left to go in the season finale at Cardinal Stadium. I have that game pinned as a loss, so if they were to lose that game, that's still 2-2 two and two, the non-conference slate, so they are on par. Um, Florida State was a toss-up game for me. They did get that win. Um, admittedly, I had Wake Forest in the win column for Louisville, so looking ahead to the remainder of the schedule at Wake Forest and then Virginia, they had their bye week followed up by a matchup with Boston College. After that, it is a showdown with two currently ranked teams, NC State first, followed by Clemson, Syracuse, and Duke follow, and then this season will wrap up against Kentucky. So eight games left on the schedule. Most fans, you know, before the season had this team anywhere from five and seven to seven and five, maybe even eight and four. So let's do a deeper analysis of the remaining schedule. Clemson and Kentucky, I still have pinned as losses. It is seemingly not as set in stone as previously thought due to some struggles for Kentucky, even though they are 4-0, show that they're not invincible, and Clemson has been you know, a disappointment thus far, losing to Georgia, losing at NC State. NC State is um, possibly a loss as well. I'm going to put them in the toss-up category for now. That may not be the case uh, next week, but that is a conversation for a different day. So if you factor in the two theoretical losses against Kentucky and Clemson, you're currently sitting at 3-3 three and three on the year. Um, six games remain. You have to win half of those to be bowl eligible. I know that Syracuse and Duke have shown improvement. Winning at Duke on a Thursday evening is going to be tough. But at this point, I just haven't seen enough from either respective squad to sway my opinions and my intuition. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Louisville is going to win both of those games. And um, we're kind of at the 5-3 and three mark now with four games remaining at Wake Forest, Virginia, Boston College, at NC State. I know you can kind of flip-flop the Florida State and the Wake Forest situations because I feel like both programs have done the opposite of what I thought they were going to do. I thought that Florida State was going to have a successful season with McKenzie Milton at quarterback, and I thought that Wake Forest, it was going to take some time for them to get to a you know a once-again solid level. But it seems like they've kind of flip-flopped in terms of expectation and Wake Forest is more so the toss-up game, and Florida State is in the win column. But hindsight is always 20-20. Um, 
I'm going to go with Louisville has won one of those toss-up games, and they're going to have to beat Wake Forest to be on par with my expectations, considering that I had them beating Wake Forest in the first place. But if you go back and look at it at that podcast, I predicted Virginia, Boston College, and NC State. Actually, I had NC State as a loss, so I'm not going to sit here and flex and act like I didn't uh, because I did have NC State as a loss. And honestly, I'm very, very close to you know chalking it up as a loss in this theoretical exercise as well. I think that Boston College and Virginia are going to be the two biggest toss-ups in the rest of the season. So if we're going to consider NC State being a loss, you know we're five and four. Um, I'm sorry, five and five with two remaining games. Virginia and Boston College. Boston College, however, has done some pretty solid things thus far this season. They're 4-0 on the year. Um, however, when you look at the teams that they've beaten, Colgate 51-0 at Massachusetts, at Temple. So three games against teams that really aren't good at all. And then they beat a Missouri team in overtime that hasn't necessarily set the world on fire either. They're 2-2. Two two. Their only wins come to Central Michigan and Southeast Missouri in the FCS. So Boston College, still a team that hasn't been tested that much. Um, I, it kind of scares me by how well they run the ball. However, um, I think that Louisville is definitely better equipped to beat a team like Virginia that has shown that they struggle containing other teams' offenses, giving up 59 to UNC, like I mentioned, 37 to Wake Forest, etc. So those are the two key games that I kind of have circled in my mind that will ultimately define the overall ceiling of this year's team and I'm not jumping the gun I'm not being too optimistic I mean after all I have three automatic losses in the last eight games off the bat so I'm not going to sit here and try to drink the Kool-Aid or anything like that and act like everything is fine to be a sunshine pumper but I'm also not going to be a Debbie Downer and say that this is a team that hasn't turned the corner you know to a respective extent so you know, you look at the toss-up games, and I think the only true game that Louisville's not going to win is that Clemson game, albeit it is going to be closer than in years past. Every other game is a toss-up game or a win that I have chalked up for Louisville, you know, in theory, because I think the Kentucky matches up extremely well with the cards, but at the end of the day, it is a toss-up game. You know, these are games that if Louisville takes care of business, I'm not sure exactly how high this team can go in terms of ceiling but to be bowl eligible in this season the cards have to win three out of the eight games it is likely that most will see the wins coming in against Syracuse coming against Duke and coming against one of if not multiple of the teams that I'm about to mention in this Wake Forest Virginia, Boston College, that three-game stretch, in my opinion, is ultimately going to define how well this season is going to go or not going to go, um, respectively, and that's assuming that the other things happen. The Cards lose to Clemson and Kentucky and NC State, but they beat Syracuse and Duke. So I still fully expect this team to win six games, to win seven games. Um, I think eight is a little bit of a stretch. That means that you would have to... Um, probably, you know, lose to only NC State, 
Clemson and Kentucky and win the rest of the games, which is not impossible, but you still have to handle business or, you know, you beat one of NC State in Kentucky and lose a game that, um, you know, like Wake Forest or, or so on and so forth. So there's a couple different combinations, and you can play the hypothetical game all day long if you want to, but at the end of the day, I just want to, you know, try to dissect the schedule, see where the wins should come, where they possibly could come, and, you know, all that comes in between. But uh, I do, once again, want to express my appreciation for everyone listening, making Locked on Louisville their first listen of the day. And as always, the podcast is free on all streaming avenues, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. So overall, we examined why this year's Wake Forest team is very similar to last year's team talking statistically And through context, we discussed why Louisville will cover the spread against Wake Forest on Saturday. And then we took a general approach and dissected the remaining schedule and adjusted our win totals. Or I should say, you know, confirmed the predicted win totals for the rest of the season. Tomorrow on the docket, it's going to be more of a preview into Wake Forest. We're going to dive closer into and take a closer look into their respective offense, their respective defense talk a lot about that. Um, some good stuff coming on the Thursday edition of the show. want to give a couple quick shout-outs first to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Great stuff going on there. The The most recent episode was published last Sunday. It concludes an interview with Louisville men's basketball assistant coach Ross McMains. Be sure to go check that out on cardinalsportszone.com. Also, got to give a shout-out to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get all your daily picks, blood specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So be sure to follow that podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you like to get your podcasts so that's going to wrap up this wednesday edition of the show once again thank you for making locked on louisville your first listen of the day we hope you'll be with us tomorrow everyone have a great rest of your day go cards